Let me greet everyone tonight in the name of Jesus. Um, my name is Abraham Manassen. We always have Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Uh, you can tune in to uh, charismalife.com. And also if you want to get our previous Bible studies that we have done uh, on different topics previously, you can go to drmanasseh.com, drmanasseh.com, and you'll find all our previous Bible studies that we, we have done. We have saved them as audio. Tonight I want us to talk about a very interesting topic. Where is God in your painful situation? Where is God in your painful situation? I want us to look at your current situation right now. The challenges that you are facing, your pain. Maybe you are going through a rough time right now as I'm speaking. Maybe in the past one week or the past month or even the past year, it has not been a good time for you. You know, as I'm speaking, maybe you have lost your loved one. And I'm really sorry about that. I pray that the Lord may comfort you and strengthen you. May He help you heal. You're always in our prayers. We pray that God will give you the comfort that you need as you face this reality. Maybe you are sick as I'm speaking right now. Maybe you are listening to me. Uh, you are in hospital. Maybe you lost your relationship, you know, you just received a note or, or whichever form they, they told you that it's over. And it is tough for you right now to deal with it or to accept the situation. Your heart is broken as I'm speaking. Maybe you have been rejected by the people that you expected support from them. I may not understand your situation. I may not understand even the full extension of your pain. Maybe you just received a notice that you lost your job. And you ask yourself, where is God in my pain? Where is God in my situation? And this is the question that all of us, at some point, we have asked ourselves. Even me, I've, I've asked myself that question at some point in my life. When things did not go as I expected. And as a Christian, maybe you reach a point where you even ask yourself, am I really saved? And some people will tell you that maybe you are not saved as saved as you thought. Because people, they, they will tell you that once you get saved, all your problems will be dissolved. And some will tell you, oh, you have to pay them some money or you have to pay their church some money. And once you pay that money, all your problems will be gone. You will never experience any problem because you gave them money. I wish life was that easy. Some will tell you, you have your challenges in your life as a Christian because you don't pay your tithe. That's why you are experiencing problems. And some will say, maybe, maybe you are not properly saved. Maybe you do not have Jesus Christ in your life. And you live your life, you, you, you are feeling condemned every day. You feel a sense of guilt every day. Maybe I'm not doing these Christian things the right way. Remember my brothers, remember my sisters, it is not always your fault. Life happens. Things happen. Some people will make decisions that will affect you. And some of the decisions that they make, they may not be the right decisions. We all experience storms in our lives. 
It is unfortunate that there are people who still believe that once you are saved, you will never go through a storm in your life. That is a lie from the pit of hell. That is not scriptural. Salvation does not mean you no longer have challenges in your life. Salvation is not a challenge or a problem-proof insurance. Salvation is a fireproof insurance. When you are saved, you will not go to hell, but you go to heaven. But it does not mean that you no longer have challenges or problems in this world. While you are in this world, you will face challenges. All of us will face challenges. It does not matter who you are. The only difference is when you face challenges with Jesus, it's different from when you face challenges on your own. Jesus is our refuge. That's where we run to when we have challenges. He is our rock. He is our deliverer. We should put our trust in him. Many people have backslidden in this Christian walk because they were sold what I call a wrong, fake gospel. They were promised that once you get saved, you live a smooth life, a problem-free life. They were promised that if you do things right, you pay your tithe, you pray every day, you go to church every day, you do everything that your pastor requires, you do everything that your church requires, you will never get sick, you will never lose your job, you will never be broke in your life, you will never run out of money. That is a fake gospel. They tell you your relationship will never, uh, you, you'll never be rocky, your relationship will never have any problems, now you wonder why we have a lot of people who backslide when they come across such challenges in their lives. Because that's what they were promised. And they got into the salvation because of those promises. Some people, they even start to doubt their salvation. Let me say this to you, my brother. Let me say this to you, my sister. As you go through your pain, as you go through your challenges, the presence of adversity in your life does not mean the absence of God in your life. Just because you are going through things, just because you are going through a difficult time, it does not mean God is not with you. The disciples of Jesus Christ, they also had a similar experience at some point. In the book of Mark chapter 4 verse 35, Jesus wanted to go to the other side with them. In Mark chapter 4 verse 35, the Bible says it was evening of that same day. Jesus said to them, let us go over to the other side. After sending them, uh, the, the people away, they took Jesus with them in a boat. That is a key. They took Jesus with them in the boat. They took Jesus with them in the boat. They were thinking, once you take Jesus in the boat, you'll never come across any storm. You'll have a smooth ride. You'll have a smooth sailing. <laughs> The Bible says it was the same boat that he used when he, when he taught them. And other boats or other little boats went along with them. Oh, verse 37. Verse 37. The Bible says a bad windstorm came up. A bad windstorm. A bad windstorm. It came up oh, with Jesus in the boat. With Jesus in the boat. A bad windstorm came up. And the waves were coming over the side of the boat. And it was filling up with water. Verse 38. Jesus was in the back part of the boat, sleeping on a pillow. And they woke, they woke him up, 
crying out, teacher, do you not care? Do you not care that we are about to die? And the Bible says he woke up, verse 39, he woke up and he spoke sharp words to the wind. He said to the sea, be quiet, be still. And at once the wind stopped blowing. There were no more waves. He said to his disciples, why are you so full of fear? Do you not have faith? Do you not have faith? I know we talked about faith some few minutes ago. Do you not have faith? They were very much afraid. Here is faith and fear. Contra a contrast between faith and fear. He says, if you have faith, you, will not be, you should not be afraid. If you are afraid, it's a sign that you don't have faith in me. And the Bible says, they said to each other, verse 41, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. The Bible says a heavy storm came. The boat started to fill up with water. The water started to threaten their lives. I could imagine the conversation in the boat. Someone was saying, oh, I thought, I thought the reason we took Jesus with us on this boat, it's because we did not want to go through this. Another disciple will say, oh, I don't think he cares about us. I could imagine another disciple saying, oh, if he cares about us, we will not be in this situation. And somebody will say, oh, yes, you are right. You are right. He only cares about the crowds. You remember when the crowds are hungry, he even give them free lunch. <laughs> we have been serving him in ministry for years. We walked with him in the mountains, in the rivers, everywhere. When we need him the most, he does not help us. He does not care about me. He does not care about us. Why are we dying while he's sleeping? I could imagine another disciple quickly rush and he went back to the back of the boat and he rebuked Jesus. He said to Jesus, Oh Jesus, you are sleeping. Don't you care? Don't you care that we are dying and you are sleeping here? Don't you care? Jesus had peace even in the middle of the storm. He had peace. He could rest. He could sleep even in the middle of the storm. He knew that he was not destined to die in the sea. He knew that he was destined to die at the cross. Once you know your purpose, you relax in the presence of God. Even in the middle of the storm, you can relax in the presence of God. No matter your challenges, continue to trust in God. He said, let us go to the other side. They should have trusted him. They should have believed him. That with him, yes, they will reach to the other side as he has promised. I do not know what is your purpose. I do not know what is it that God has put in you. But let me promise you, my brother, my sister, no matter the storm that you are going through, with Jesus, you will be able to reach the other side. You will walk on your purpose. You will reach the other side. No matter the storms in your life, please trust God. Please trust God for your emotional healing. Keep on moving towards your God-given purpose. They had a storm with Jesus in the same boat. In the same boat, not in the neighboring boat. In the same boat. You will think that because Jesus was in the boat, 
the sea will be calm. No. I'm sure everyone wanted to be in that boat because Jesus was there. You know, if it was today and you were in the same boat with Jesus, they would have taken, you know, some selfies and they would have updated the status and said, I'm with Jesus on the boat. <laughs> and post on Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, and everywhere, a Twitter, and say, I'm with Jesus in the same boat. And everybody will say, wow, wow. <laughs> and you have as many thousands of likes as possible. Just because you are saved, and have Jesus in your boat, and have Jesus in your heart, it does not mean you won't come across the challenges and the storms and problems of life. Preachers, speakers, pastors, leaders, it is wrong to promise people that once they get saved, they become immune to problems and challenges of life. John chapter 16 verse 33, Jesus says, I have told you these things in me, you will have peace. But in this world, you will have troubles. You will have troubles. It's Jesus. It's not Manasseh who is saying that. It's Jesus. It's not Pastor Colan. It's Jesus. He says in this world, you will have troubles. If you preach anything other than that, that is not the gospel of Jesus. And Jesus says, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Challenges will come to both of us. Whether you are saved or not saved, all of us will face challenges in this world. We have to be real with people. We have to be real with people. The only difference is when it comes to us, we have somebody that we can run to at the back of our boat and say, Jesus, we are dying. Please help us. We can rely on prayer. We can rely on trusting God. And the Bible says, they woke him up and he calmed the storm. Let me ask you this question, my brother. Let me ask you this question, my sister. In the middle of your storm, who are you calling? Who are you waking up? Or you just call your friends and they sympathize with you? Oh, sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. And that's all that they can do. By the way, that's all that people can do. They can only sympathize with you. If you need real emotional healing, if you need healing, you have to go to God. Jesus says, I have come to heal the broken heart. If your heart is broken, you have to go to God. And Jesus asked them, don't you believe? Don't you believe? Don't you believe? God will take care of you, my brother. Maybe like I said, you might have lost your job. Remember, your job or your employer is not your source, but they are your resource that God has used. God is your source. God is your provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. You have not lost job. You have not lost God. You have not lost your source. You just lost a resource. Losing a job simply means you lost a resource, but not your source. Your main source, your main provider, it's God. It's not your employer. Jesus is with you even in your trouble. He only wants you to believe in him through your situation. You will not die in your situation. He has a purpose with your life. You will reach the other side. Finally, verse 41. They were very much afraid and said to each other, Who is this? Who is this? Even the wind and the waves, they obey him. They stopped focusing on the storm. 
And they start looking at Jesus. They start focusing on how big the storm is. They start focusing on Jesus. They changed their focus. That is exactly what Jesus wanted them to do. Jesus wants you to focus on him. He wants you to move your eyes instead of focusing on your storm, instead of focusing on your troubles, instead of focusing on your battles, instead of focusing on your Goliath, instead of focusing on people. Please focus on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. He wants you to focus on him. The purpose of your storm is so that you will see how big your God is. The purpose of the storm is because God wants you to rely on him. Now they see Jesus as a healer, as, a, as, a, as the one who can calm the storms. Who do you see in your trouble? Who do you see in your situation? Who do you see in your pain? Are you able to see God in your pain? Do you see the big storm or you see Jesus? Do you see a pain or you see Jesus in your pain? God is in your situation. God is in your situation. And let me say this to you as we close. All situations, including yours, are temporary. God bless you.